0: Hey, this is Vikram Deal, and in this episode, I get real and raw with my family, the dynamic of our family, the ups and downs of family, and talk a little bit about what I think a lot of people wish they could say, especially being that good Indian boy. So sit back, grab some popcorn, and this one might be one that shocks you. Welcome to Be Real. This is a podcast that's for people who are tired of hearing all the garbage out there, tired of the Instagram posts about people being fake. It's time to get real with yourself and stop feeling like an imposter. I'm your host, Vikram Deol, and today, that's exactly what we're going to do. So stay tuned, subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Let's go. Hey, how are you? My name is Vikram, good to meet you if we haven't met yet virtually or personally. So today I wanted to share something with you. We're in the middle of day 40 or something of this quarantine and the whole family is together. My my brothers and parents are all under one roof and I'm just a few miles away under my own roof. And when it comes to family, this is a a topic that's a little difficult to discuss. It's easy to talk about myself or to talk about business or third parties. It's harder to talk about it when it's, when it, when it's at home. The reason I feel it's important to discuss this is because I feel like a lot of people go through these motions in life and they don't really know what happiness looks like. They don't understand what it's like to be in a good relationship. Their models that they've used their whole life we're probably not the best models and because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, we don't talk about it. And by not talking about it, I feel we do people a disservice. We do people a disservice because we're supposed to pretend like all families are perfect when we know they're not. Um, and we're supposed to pretend like nobody ever argues and nobody ever fights and you know, kids get along and parents get along and everything's perfect. And that's, that's not true. How could it be true? I mean, think about it. How could it be true that most families are happy when 50% of families end up in a divorce? I'm not making these numbers up. I've been divorced. I'm part of that number. Well, let's look back to when I was in school. Nobody taught me how to be a good husband. Nobody taught me how to be a good son. Nobody taught me about how to work through issues. I've been told a lot to get over things. I've been told a lot that it's not a big deal, just let it go. I've been told a lot that you can't hold on to anger. I've been told a lot that your anger is a problem. I've been told that you don't listen. I've been told a lot of things. Nobody really talks about how to do these things. So you spend 18 years of your life going to school to learn math and science and reading, which are all important, I mean, as a business owner, I appreciate it when my team knows how to write a simple email or they can read the scripts or they can, you know, do the basic things that are required as a human, right? Basic math. I mean, even, even today, basic math multiplication is gone because we all use our cell phones. And so people don't even know what 10% of 100 means, which is really scary to me. But going back to this, this family dynamic, right? Whether it be your immediate family, your nuclear family, your friend family, the family you brought into this world, the family you were born into, this whole notion that everything should be perfect and that nobody ever argues is kind of nonsensical. Now, if we look at a a bell curve, I'm sure there's some families that very rarely argue and are probably really, really, really happy. And everything's good for them. They might be rich, they might not be, but they don't focus on that. Their conversations are about what they're doing, what they're accomplishing and who they're becoming, or they're about, they're just different. Then there's a segment of the population who no matter what you do will never be happy. And then there's a segment in the middle that bounces from happiness to to unhappiness probably quite frequently. I feel like we're on the farther half of the of the spectrum. I don't think that pe- people don't love each other. I just don't feel that people were taught how to be a good partner. Whether you're a child, whether you're a father, whether you're a mother, whether you're a grandma, a sister, a brother, a cousin, I don't feel personally that people are really taught how to be good in relationships and then the models that we're supposed to use are the models that are in our house and if your parents aren't happy and their parents weren't happy what do you expect your relationship to look like when the models in your life the people you grew up watching don't demonstrate the behaviors necessary to have a happy relationship Or what if the people involved don't want to communicate? Or what if their form of communication is different than your form of communication? Then what do you do? Right. So I I feel like there's, you know, depending on who you talk to, there's four pillars or five pillars or seven pillars in life. Right. For me, I like the five F bombs. It's something I learned from Bedros and Ray uh, at the, they actually call it the four F bombs, but I added a fifth one in there because I think it's important, but it's, Family, fitness, faith, finances. And then my fifth one is fun. If it's not fun, you shouldn't be doing it. Sometimes you got to go through the unfun things to get to the fun times, and that's okay. Sometimes you just got to do the unfun things because that's just what you have to do in life. Majority of the time though, you want to make sure that the things you're doing are fun or you get joy out of it. You derive pleasure from it. And I don't know that we always get pleasure from all the partnerships and relationships that we're born into. And oftentimes the relationships that we're born into the, the partnerships that we're born into cause us a great deal of pain. I was talking with somebody a couple days ago and I said, you know, it's really hard for me to open up and share what's going on in my life because I feel that the scrutiny from others, I don't care about haters, right? People, people that hate typically just fall off the map, right? They, they, they weed themselves out their gas burns out because they're, they don't have enough energy to keep putting in that negative energy to you. Boom. constantly, some people have a lot of energy, but eventually I think that the the haters will fade themselves out because they'll find another, you know, shiny penny to go and bug and drive crazy. I think for me, the, my biggest challenge in life isn't the people that I don't know. It's the people I know. And it's not like friends and, fa- you know, friends or whatever, like, you know, they might say something to me and it doesn't really faze me as much as when my family says stuff to me. And lately, my, my family and I, we've been going head to head with each other. Right There's a lot of competition in our house. There's a lot of testosterone, a lot of ego in our house. And I don't like being there, which sucks because I like them. I just don't like being around them all the time. I don't like being put down by them all the time. I don't like being called out by them all the time, or told that the things I'm doing aren't good because you know, we don't live for, ex- we shouldn't live for external validation, but my love language is words of affirmation, right? I, I'm very aware of that. I, I, I just start glowing when people say I do a good job. Oh, that was a great podcast. Or, hey, that was a great sale. Or, oh my God, that was really helpful. Thank you. You did a great at this or that. I love that. I love it. Words of affirmation and physical touch. You do that and pat me on the back, I'm like a puppy on his that rolled over <laughs> on the flip side of that though if you say something to me there's a lot of things i can blow off but when you say some things to me it hurts right sticks and stones may break my bones i got a broken bone i'm over it i'm like whatever it's fine i never broken anything until a month ago, broke something, got surgery and it's like, okay, that's done. That's a one-time event. Maybe it'll happen more times, but that's a, that's a one-time pain. Sure, the pain lingers on, right? There's rehab and there's lack of mobility, whatnot. That goes away, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Well, the words hurt. Whoever made that phrase up is full of their own fucking shit. Words hurt a lot. And they're 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 painful and they're mean and they're just not nice. And when your family or somebody you really consider family says something to you, even if you know that it's not true, maybe it is true. It can really mess with you. It can hurt you. Right? When your family says something to you, it can really drive a nail into the coffin where you don't want to get up. And I hear it all the time. I hear it between moms and dads, husbands and wives. They say things to each other that's so mean and they don't realize it because that's how they grew up. That's how they grew up. Sticks and stone may break my bones, but words can fucking crush me. And they can crush you. And they can hurt you, can't they? Yeah, they can. They can really sting and make you just, feels so bad. The reason I share this with you is in my life, I've had the pleasure and benefit of being in over a thousand houses in a sales position as a guest. And I was selling an expensive product and I was fucking good at it. I didn't take no for an answer and I didn't start small. I didn't care what kind of house you lived in. I felt that everybody deserved the products I was selling because it was that good and it was gonna save them that much time and money over life. And I would hear the conversations that people had with each other. And then I got married and I can visually see when I close my eyes the conversations my ex-wife and I had with each other (sighs) gives me the heebie-jeebies, the chills. It's so painful to think that I could have been that person. So painful to think that I could have been that person that said those mean things to people, treated another human being with such disregard, no matter what they did to me. I allowed myself to do the same back to them. That, my friends, was not acceptable to me. That my friends, takes a toll on the soul. That my friends, is something you have to forgive yourself for, right? When you look at the toolbox, I'm gonna close this window right here because we are in quarantine mode. and I can hear a jackhammer outside, so I apologize for that. I don't even know if that'll get edited out, we'll see. We're always gonna have relationships and partnerships. Relationships are just series of partnerships, right? If you have enough partnership meetings with somebody, you begin to have a relationship with them. Based off of how you show up to those partnership meetings and how the other person shows up to those meetings is gonna be determining how your relationship is. But if you think of every moment that you have with somebody as an opportunity to show up as a new partner, or if you're doing business with somebody and you're having a board meeting, how would you show up? Now, if you're Elon Musk, you might show up differently because you're you know, a little out there. And we expect that from him now because we kind of know who he is. But if you're just, just like most people, and you show up like most people, your relationship is gonna be like most people's. Your household is gonna be like most people's, which isn't what you want. A lot of people put up a front that they're happy and that they love their family, love their life, everything's perfect, but they go home and it's dark. Or they don't wanna go home, right? They stay at their office and they work long hours. And you wonder what they do all those hours. How could you be so busy? How could you be so busy? Is your job that demanding? No, sometimes people just don't want to be around each other. And they don't want to leave the other person because they care about them. But they don't want to be around the other person because that person causes them stress and pain. And they don't know how to communicate because we weren't taught it. And they didn't see their parents doing it. They didn't see their grandparents doing it because anytime there's a problem, we got to put that behind closed doors, which seems ironic because if there's a problem, that's an opportunity to teach the next generation how to handle it so that when they become adults, they don't have the same issues. Right? If you ask me what I want my kids to go through what I went through with my ex, I would say No. No, 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 no. The words that were said, the things that were done, the, 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 the meanness. No, I would never want my offspring to have to deal with that. I, will, I would much rather than listen to this podcast and be like, dad, what happened? I could say, son, daughter, I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the tools that I hope that I give you To deal with this, how to communicate, how to take a deep breath, how to sit down and talk, how to not let the words that come out of people's mouth affect you so much, to focus on the bigger picture, right? When people focus on the bigger picture, the instant pain that they're going through seems a little less daunting to move through. I'm not saying it's less painful. It's just a little less daunting to move through hurt people hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. Think about that one. If you're hurt, you're probably gonna hurt somebody else by accident. I'm not talking about physical hurt, I'm talking about emotional hurt. If you're hurt, you're probably gonna do things, you're gonna lash out and say things that hurt other people by accident. You're not going to do it on purpose. A lot of times, you just do it because you're trained to do that. Because if you're hurt, it's hard for you not to send pain to other people. Even a lot of people when they're in physical pain are just mean people. I remember when I first opened OsteoStrong, we had somebody come in and she was in like a level eight to twelve pain out of ten all day long. Right? She said, "I can't bend over to tie my shoelaces. My kids dropped something. I can't. I have to." kneel down on hands and knees to get up and get back it takes me by the time i get it the kids are already out the door they don't even want what i what, what they dropped like mom it's not worth it just come on let's go we got to go somewhere and the days when she was at a level 10 pain she was so mean she, just just short she wasn't mean she was just short really abrupt with her speech really matter of fact there was no emotion she was like yeah i want to do i want to okay don't i go very rushed few months went by, her pain went down, right? What we were doing to help her with her pain, it started decreasing. And because her pain started decreasing, guess what? She became happier because the pain wasn't overriding her. Well, guess what? When you're in physical or emotional pain, it's hard sometimes to not let that rule your life. And I know because I've been there I'm there right now. I've lashed out. I've said things that I don't like saying. I've been triggered to go back to my 15-year-old self, knowing in the moment that I don't want to do that. But the trigger is so great. And the conditioning has been so many years that I just snap right back into it. It's like when you smell the perfume of your first girlfriend or the cologne of your first girlfriend. And you remember that, One date you had with them that was just so magical. Or maybe you smell the perfume or the cologne and you remember that last date that was so unmagical. And it takes you back to that moment in an instant. And it triggers an emotion in you. And that emotion creates motion and that motion creates energy and that energy creates something, either good or bad. Something that you're either happy or not about. And guess what? Just because you have a moment where you lapse doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just because you have a moment where you lapse doesn't mean you are a bad person. It means you're a human being. It means you still have work to do. It means that you have room for improvement, which is a beautiful thing. Embrace that. Don't beat yourself up over that as entrepreneurs and type a personalities as go-getters and as people that are told you must always achieve you always must be achieving do more do more do more do more I get it so I have a, a mindfulness practice that I I try not to, to get away from too often I try to do my morning gratitudes my journaling my My meditation, exercise is very important to me. I don't exercise so that I can get big and bulky and, you know, look like the guy that works out all day long at the gym. I work out because it makes me feel good. I work out because it allows me to release a lot of pent up energy, right? I have a workout that takes 10 to 15 minutes and it whoops me. But on days like yesterday, I needed more. And I worked out in a sauna, I worked out at the pool, I swam, I ran, I did squats, I did my X3 bar, I did two days of X3 bar, I did push-ups. I mean, I was doing all sorts of things trying to get this energy that was just built up and built up and built up out of me. I sat at the park, meditated for a few minutes, listened to some binaural beats, Then I came home and I watched a really funny movie. Like a movie is so funny that you're crying laughing. But at the end of the movie, I was so emotional that I actually started to cry. Not like a couple of tears. Like I'm a a gentle soul. I cry during movies. No, this was like a full-blown cry. Like tears just gushing out. And it felt so good to let it out. It felt so good to let it out because I did the work all day to move that energy in a positive way. I didn't do it as well as I should have. I lashed out. I said things. I was mean. But I knew at the end of the day that if I didn't, I knew during the day that if I didn't get rid of this energy, I wasn't going to sleep well. I knew if I didn't get rid of that energy, I wasn't going to forgive myself well. I wasn't going to wake up today and and want to deliver this message because I'd still be really upset. And I just realized like, hey, I'm a human. I love myself and I'm gonna fuck up and I'm gonna make mistakes and you are too. And it's okay. Sometimes you don't, they're not premeditated most of the times, right? Most people aren't premeditated. Some people are, I think hurt people. Sometimes they're looking for these things to cause other people hurt. Because if they can hurt you, they can feel better about them. <clears throat> and I've been guilty of it more times than I'd like to admit to. All right, I've suffered from depression and anxiety. I've suffered from fears and insecurities. I used to try to hide behind them. I've suffered from the pain of inadequacies, looking for that external validation from your family, from your parents, your brothers, your father, right? I have a lot of father issues. Let me rephrase that. I have challenges with my father that we have not yet overcome, but we are working on it. I don't know if it'll happen in this lifetime or not. I just know that I have things that I'm overcoming that I'm working on. So if your family's not perfect, which more likely than not, they're not, guess what? You're in good company. If you're not perfect, which I can put $100 million on that you're not, guess what? You're an amazing company. And if there's things that you don't love that you're doing, guess what? You can change it. And so today I leave you with Think about how you're communicating with others. Think about how you communicate with yourself. Stop, and just like after a football game, the coach brings a team in and says, hey, we need to watch video. Stop and replay the video in your life immediately. Remember, we're not going to remember properly what happened tomorrow. 50% of our memory is, is really not true. So we're going to remember things, but they're not 100% true. So play that video back soon so you can get that that feedback and be open to it. And just remember, you had a part to play in everything. Whether you start the fight or you end the fight or you start the argument or you end the argument, if you're there and you're participating in it, you are a part of the problem and not the solution at the moment. Even if what you're saying might make a lot of sense, if the other person's not listening and not responsive, it's not helping anybody. So today I give, I give you all this gift, I call it, of imperfection. Imperfection in your business, imperfection in your clothes, imperfection in your hair, imperfection in your nose, imperfection in your family. And remember, just remember, if you're not perfect, you're an amazing company. I'll talk to you all later. I hope you're being blessed. I hope this hits home. I hope you resonate with this. I hope this helps you. I hope you tag, like, subscribe, and share. And we're just going to keep putting out real content and just having real people come on and sharing their real stories. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Be Real. It's truly a pleasure to serve. I encourage you to like this, comment on this, share this with a friend or a loved one, because every day that we do that, we're just keeping it real. As always, be real, everybody.